Hello and welcome to YouTube's favorite comic channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Before we begin, I want to remind everybody that we have a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon now up and running. Three different tiers there will give you access to our videos early to help offset the Kayfabe effect. And if you are a King Kayfaber, you're actually watching us record this video right now. It's almost like a time travel paradigm right here. <laughs> uh, we invite you all to check out that Patreon and check out the level that suits you because uh, we do have some fun conversations in these recording sessions between videos as well as back and forths with our King Kayfabers. Sometimes they help us with interviews when we have special guests coming up. You can also support us by buying our comics. We are both working cartoonists and we have some big books coming out this year, starting with Ed Piscor's Hip Hop Family Tree, The Omnibus. This collects all of the Hip Hop Family Tree comics in one handsome volume along with 140 extra pages. This will be out in time for the holidays, but you can pre-order it now. It's gonna be an amazing book. The yellow you see here, actually gonna be gold foil. So this is gonna be a really handsome one to uh, add to your coffee table, your shelves, your collection. The third season of Red Room, Crypto Killers, is starting up, and you need to pre-order that and subscribe to that one right away to make sure you get it. There is the Ed Piscor Mass Cover Edition. There are some variants, like the Crypto Killers number one sketch cover. People have been asking for it. Should be a uh, fun social media filler. Peach Momoko is back to grace Red Room with her presence. I add an homage to Rob Liefeld's Youngblood as a number one variant and the Ed Piscor variant. So got to order those through your comic channels if you want to have those. You can also pick up X-Men Grand Design, three volumes plus an omnibus, Hip Hop Family Tree Treasury Editions, and WYSIWYG Hardcover, as well as the first two volumes of Red Room, all available in print now. My next book, Street Angel, Princess of Poverty, will be out later this spring from Image Comics. You can pre-order that one now wherever you get your books. It is all these Street Angel comics that are not in Deadly Scroll Live, which is also back in print after uh, a lengthy absence. So pick up both of those to add to your collection. My other books of recent release include Hulk Grand Design and The Plain Janes. What should we call this? Steve, Steve Rude Artist Edition? Absolutely. Question mark, something like that? Absolutely. Um, first, shout out to the kayfabers who sent this in on a mailbag. Yes. Because yes. I didn't even know this existed, and I love it. Flesk publishing i have heard of them they did a uh, an al williamson book that we picked up recently came through the the joint like I'm, I'm uh steadily more and more impressed by the catalog by the production yep. by the choices uh that are made by i guess john flesks yes. here yeah you see him on the cover there um i like you ed i checked out the website and i mean he's definitely got an eye on the art end of these comics think, and uh doing some nice work thinking this came from dexter from from uh the the, the kayfabe audience we've got that p.o box that we have open and, and he sent us lots of good stuff man lots of amazing stuff real signature yeah yeah that's a real steve root signature you know like i always get these and it's so perfect what a signature you know like steve root part of what i love is just his attention to detail but here's how you know it's real you can see the bleed through well i mean you're jim rugg man like you did some stuff on my free comic book day that's comic. true i have done, <laughs> done but, but bleed throughs as as you gotta stick with me here k fabers but like the signature feels like his art like the lines of the signature are like the lines of his drawings like like that looks like his work it does um i love this yes his pencils, this book is great. We're going to get into it, but it, it's pencils and inks. Uh, there's some color work and painting. I love his pencil stuff. And it's so cool here to see like, oh, let's try the arm in this other position. And I even love like the red on the blue. Love it. Hell of a drawer, dude. And that's that Ventruvian man showing you that like you have options and you know, like you, you can change things at that level. 
always love whenever we get a zoom in. This is going to be from a page that is featured later in the book, but I love the zoom ins. I find this stuff so sexy. You know, these ink marks are probably some of my favorite in this whole book. Yeah, this is going to be a kayfabe effective book. By the way, that lettering looked like suspiciously like uh, a Kevin Nolan. Interesting, because one of the stories in here is lettered by Steve Rude. Oh, interesting. Himself, yeah. So a little bit of background. Mostly, I'm just loving seeing his art zoomed in in different uh, d degrees. I'm, for I'm forgetting. I think it must be in this book. But uh, when he's breaking down the shapes of his figures and stuff for... Oh, it, it, I know where it is. It's, it's not this. Somebody sent me something. But uh, this this uh, Nexus property has been optioned forever, for 35, 40 years at this point. And he's breaking down the characters for animation. And it really is like that tick, how to draw the tick thing, where it's like, here, draw an oval, draw a line in the middle, now draw a tick holding that oval with a line in the middle, because his drawing is just too sexy. The, the elegance of the figure, he just knows too much. And it's three drawings, you know, the tubes, a little bit more detailed. But then when he does the final version, it has all the softness of the quads, how it's not... You know, it's that hair braid kind of line, and your your in betweeners are not drawing that. No, of course not. Um, I'm gonna go through this pretty quickly because there's so many pages. Stop me whenever you need to, but you know, you talk about like some of his nuance and softness yeah. and things, and I see I see it in little moments. You know, like the little gestures of like the hands, the weight. Yeah, those are some of the telling figure pieces that really pop for me. Here's 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 the deal with this video, man. This is like another PSA type video, guys. This this book exists. Jimmy and I had no idea that this thing exists, but it's out there. It's going to. Uh, require a deeper dive on our part, but we're going to give everybody the opportunity who wants this book to get their hands on it so that they can go through it with a fine-tooth comb with us in the future as like one of our big Sunday kind of deep dives. Some crow quill yes. being applied. And there yeah, are a couple of pages a where... co quill. <laughs> There's a couple pages that you'll see where like this isn't the inked page. Uh, they explained in the beginning they did the best they could to source this. Sometimes they just couldn't track down the page, sure. so they would do the best reproduction they could. Pretty standard that you see in other artist editions. I'm impressed by the variety between the pencils and the inks. Like they almost look different. Um, I really love the pencils because you can see a little bit of his drawing in a way that's different once he goes to like one final black line. Uh, love both. But they're really different. A lot of these pages from one to the other. There, there are there are um, bad Steve Root inkers. Uh, there, there are issues of Nexus where where it's like they blend up Great Steve Root's stuff, man. And it's and it's unfortunate because because he's such an amazing artist. But he was keeping up with deadlines, and he I guess he needed he needed that. I love help. this kind of abstract stuff. You know, like um, he's one of those guys when I first discovered him. And then I would learn, like, he loves Kirby. It always confused me because the figures are so elegant. But you see panels like this, and it's yeah. almost like the, the rude version of Kirby energy and stuff. Totally. And then, you know, he can lean into that style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know, like his Mr. Sometimes. Miracle Yeah, stuff. that's the one that I always think of. Look at him, man. But uh, the guy who comes to mind all the time is Andrew Loomis. And uh, it will be in the Loomis books that you will see little techniques like this yes. being used. And he mentions that with uh, some, some of those boards. It's ridiculous that we haven't gone through uh, drawing for all it's worth or whatever. We should do it. Uh, we should do totally. that Totally. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's funny the stuff that's kind of obvious. It's like, why haven't we looked at that yet? Um, his layouts, like I was thinking about how much these layouts are not uh, grid-based. Right. And I think that's part of that 80s language. We've heard, you know, the, the Rick Veaches and Steve Bissett's and guys of a certain age that were like really out on the grid. And I think you see some of that in, in Rude's approach too, you know? Wow, look at that. 
That's a bitch to let her in. That looks like it's on the board. Yeah. Jesus. They remind me at times of almost like Sunday pages, especially like in pencil form. It feels like it's almost like the whole page as opposed to your focus on a couple of panels. Right. Man, and his shadow work, it's nuts how much he, he puts in shadow. You can always see like the fat side of the pencil, you know, on the pencil side where it's like everything's drawn and then he's going in and he's blacking stuff out and then making the shapes. Nexus without the mask really is like the Andrew Loomis perfect ideal man face. This is broken down into several books. There's about five or six books that are in here. This one is from 88. It's Nexus number 50. There's a lot of that coquille. He would do he would do that uh, and you would see it in ads and things and first and as a kid I just remember thinking like how how do you even do that? Is that like you frisk yeah. it things off and then you just spatter with the toothbrush right. and hope, yes. hope that you get some <laughs> variance? <laughs> totally, totally. Um, this one's just the inks, you know, just the finished pages. Although uh, it notes in here somewhere that he photocopies most of his pencils so he does have a full set of that stuff. Um, but again, different approaches as to how these different books are presented. In the intro to this book from 1988, Nexus 50, he says that he kind of thinks this is where he peaks. And hopefully he stays at that highest level, you know, for a long time. It's not like this is the best and then forget everything, but more of just like he feels like this is kind of where he gets to that, the, the highest level that he gets to, which is kind of neat to think about. And it's very different, you know, like um, that first story we looked at 95, so seven years after this, and I think it's quite a bit different. <laughs> you see the Star Trek guys here, and After I, I see I, them and then keep going through, it's like, oh, yeah, you can almost see even the way that uniforms are. I mean, if you go back to that exact image, there's, I mean, that's Russ, that's Russ Manning. There's a know? lot that's, of Russ Manning that's, in the faces. That's Magnus mm -hmm. right there, essentially. He pivots the head in a very organic, hum, human way. How cool that is. Yeah, he's got some imagination. There's some no, of the, no doubt um, about it. Like the ships and the bases and the location. I love this. You know, it's, it's, um, I think there's, there's other stuff he does besides the figure. His totally. figure works so strong that that's what I always think of first, but he, he seems very informed by a certain era of like sci-fi, pop art, you know, cartoons, that kind of, um, yeah, very sixties, like a modern sci-fi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly Toth, like the Toth, Toth Hollywood. I think early on, uh, in like the Capitol comics, Nexus, these little aliens called uh, Gilbert and Jaime, and you see like that clear line approach. You know that's that's in, in there. Yeah, he does work with models. Uh, you know, I don't know which pages exactly, but there are some places where he calls it out for sure. And uh, I think it's usually in conjunction with like a woman character. He talks about it's just too much for him to try to <laughs> capture that nuance of a female body by posing himself in a mirror. Right. Yeah. So yeah. He, yeah. He will, Steve, uh, Steve Rude, who does not have a sleeve on any shirt and has mus no. muscles and stuff. <laughs> How great is that? Boom. Yeah. You know, feels, it feels 80s design flourishes that uh, again are, are part of his work. I got this mini series real early in my yes. in my comics uh, buying. We looked at Steve Rude's sketchbook and there's a layout for this whole issue. And so like we do a little bit more on this issue and another video go check that one out if, uh, so, if you're digging this so bizarre inked the first four pages in one day that's pretty intricate inking no uh, he's he's such a drawer like i think he has like i just intense sketchbooks i don't think he stops drawing i think he puts all his time and energy like during covid the stripes he, are so good he would do videos and stuff and he's just he's just drawing like his I think his family takes care of everything so that he just has maximum draw time. Yeah, there's some shout outs in here to different things with his wife who I think tracked down a lot of this work uh, for this volume. So yeah, definitely support uh, from, from within, which a lot of artists seem to have. 
um, silent partners, if you will. <laughs> there's no other way. Like, like, uh, y- y- there's no other God, way to do so it. So good, you know, like just a really human, you know, just a regular character dancing around being suspended. Yeah, and if we were to put the tracing paper over top of it, the hips pivot this way, the trunk pivots that way, and then you have to balance that with the feet. And uh, that's very easy to get wrong. Yes. And and so many people, like, so many people that we like, you know, they, they, they don't ha- allow the hips and the trunk to be independent of one another. It's always like one unit, kind of like an uh, action figure, where it's like you have this piece, and then you plug in the arms and legs, but that's just not how the human body no. works. Yeah, whenever we talk about how great he is at figure work, it's not just everything's proportion right. It's that balance. It's that if the hips are this way, the upper body's got to be this way. Yeah, and it's not like pantomime because, like, because like the guys who are conscious of that sometimes, uh, it it becomes very uh, showy. But he's su- he can do subtlety, which is the hard part. Love it whenever you get to see him applying a special effect like a screen tone because it's not used a lot. You yeah, know, it has to be a real. I assume a real specific idea on his part. Boy, very Kevin Nolan-esque, that face, those eyes. Such 80s hair. And the amount of drawing for just random panel six. Yeah, because, like, look at this, man. It's probably not little much white out, so, you know, you're inking in, like, these little bits. Like, that's that's time, man. That's focus. It made me wonder, looking at his pencil pages, if there's another step somewhere. Because they're pretty clean. Yeah, certainly a rough stage. You're that, not seeing that a lot of destruction or, or anything. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there is. And I think some of the pages really pop more than others, too. You know, like, he's not taking shortcuts, so you get some of these pages that are much busier than other pages. Um, sometimes I see one and I think, oh, yeah, it's an image page. You know, like, this is a page that, oh, man, if I could have one, this is the one I'd want. Uh, but a lot of range, and I guess it's, you know, based on the story being maybe the thing that dictates these choices for him. Because they, they, they are some that look like they're probably done faster, and in some cases, those are some of my favorites. He was doing stuff on a regular Trump, basis. You know, Trump is, like, the name of this station they're at it makes perfect sense you know it's the 80s like trump had that board game one of those great designs that ship and even track like you can almost imagine that ship like there's a some consideration of mechanical how's this thing launch yeah and look he's drawing additional stuff on top of it like taking things away adding things go oh that doesn't work making sure the 3d of it is is sound this is 1996, so we're jumping ahead about eight years here. Yeah, we're look in a Dark the, Horse era. Yeah, Dark Horse yeah, Presents. Look, look at that. Dark so this Horse. is an eight-page story. This is his lettering, Steve Rude lettering. Mm. But I, I note the uh, Dark Horse Presents because it's more dense, I think, than most of the stories. Yeah, because it's like you got eight pages, pages or something. Love this layout, though. Yeah. So much happens, you know, like he covers these pages in ways that are not Scott McCloudian diagrams. Is this the origin? Mm. No. That one that we looked at. No, it's not. Yeah, not that one. This is uh, 1996, so same time period, just getting the pencils. I was buying these issues at the time. You know, like he was a guy that I had heard of as being, you know, a premier indie kind of front guy and um, would track down issues when I could. And and whenever I could afford the new ones, I was picking these up. I really liked a lot of this stuff that Dark Horse did with him. They would do the miniseries, you know, probably that became like a, a big mode of theirs. Um, doing the creator-owned books is like four issues at a pop. Right, yeah, yeah. Maybe one a year or something. And probably made a lot of sense for a guy like Steve Rude that if he's going to do everything, probably can't give, do give 12 him, issues Give him the year. space. Yeah, give him the space to do his, his deal, and then you put it out when it's done. I'm guessing these are inked by Gary Martin. 
And that's probably why we're getting just the pencils. You know, this is really a Steve Rude art book. Yeah. So anything that's inked is his inks. And I think that's probably what you're seeing. This one's interesting, was never published. I don't know if he ended up self-publishing it later, but at this point, like the book was selling so poorly from Dark Horse that uh, they, they called him basically three pages in and were like, you know, we need to do something else because this isn't selling. But he had already started and ended up finishing it. Look how Kirby-esque that oh, design yeah. is. And these are... You can see some blue lines. So I think he's doing all his penciling possibly on these pages with the famous layouts, which we look at in that uh, sketchbook video. One of the things I think of when I think of Steve Root are those layouts. You know, the idea of laying out an entire issue on one piece of typing paper. Look at this right Unbelievable. here. Unbelievable. You, yes. you just know that if this was a modern comic that you draw one guy and then Photoshop a bunch of dudes. Yeah, it's uh, there, there's some real subtle attention to detail because like with these dudes lined up, they're actually rounded. You know, it's it's not just a straight line that's going back. Like, there's some real attention to perspective on there. I love this creature design, too, that four-armed alien. And indicates where the lettering goes. I don't know that he was planning to letter this. Maybe he was. That's a great action shot there. And that's that twist, Ed, when you talk about, like, hips are going one way, shoulders are going the other way, the balance is all there. Wasn't looking at a baseball player for reference on that, I don't think. I mean, maybe he was. You know, like you, you would get accurate reference. That's a great iconic piece. Real simple, but it's that low angle that he does. It's that the Russ Manning face, I think. Yeah, if you go back like to that face, uh, I saw people giving lessons in in shading and stuff, and this is considered Rembrandt shading. Like Rembrandt brought this to portraiture, Interesting. like the triangle shade mark, because it gives ultimate contrast of the face to make it its most interesting and on a 2d surface it's it's a great way to communicate 3d and you, and you do it really two ways the rembrandt way and then there's another way where the shade shadows pu pushed like over there somewhere but you don't want to have like any middle of the road unless you want it to be just a subdued you know moment i don't know how well you can see this person but when you mentioned like the hernandez brothers earlier that is so Jaime-esque to me, that little drawing of, of her face, even even some of the body language and weight. That's the thing too, if you got the figure right, you are gonna look like the other artists who get the figures right. right you yeah. know, the weight and the balance. Uh, a fully painted story, I think it took him seven months to do this and he kind of said like, can't do that, obviously. Yeah. Um, man, the painting is just extreme. You know, when you see painted comics, they are not to this degree of pain. Right, like look at this, the, the lighting of this, fence or whatever yeah even the shadow on her face <laughs> just excessive is how i would describe i'm glad it's here it's awesome to see but is this supposed to be hillary clinton it has to be right yeah it has to be but an incredible amount of work on those pages but it's neat because you do see like whenever he's painting like the painting's not a uh a lot of us who i think will paint something you know it's almost like the way i draw but with some color media that's not how he paints. Like, I think he you, paints more in a traditional manner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can still tell it's him for sure. Oh, yeah, it's definitely him, but it's... it's it's. He has his own palette. Yeah, he has his own palette also. A lot of, a lot of um, Easter colors. Mm -hmm. I wonder bright. if that comes from a time period that he favors. Yeah. Because it does feel dis like a certain era. Yeah. Yeah, almost like Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's so different from the pencils to the inks, right? Yeah. It feels so different to me. And I, I've gone through this book a few times since we, since I got it, and I can't quite reconcile that. 
sometimes there'll be things that just aren't drawn in the pencils and that is a little bit easier to understand but whenever it's all there the difference is so dramatic I wonder if he can see it this way whenever he's doing this the uh, the all red crossover and that's Jack Kirby no oh, yeah they even call him Jack <laughs> I can't remember the particulars of this story but look at the number of panels that he's putting on a page is it and just him drawing that, or is nuts. Mike Allred part of it, too? Is it a jam comic? I think it's just him. I don't know if Allred's drawing... I don't know if Allred's, like, drawing Madman or not, maybe, but I think the majority is yeah, definitely that's, him. That's, that's Steve Rude, for sure. Yeah, you can really just see it in some of the weight and stuff. It's interesting, because I think of um, Allred is really great with figures, but I don't know that he does the weight to this degree. Right, yeah, you're right. He can He could twist a figure up and any pose he wants yeah but. this stuff is accurate in ways that almost nobody that does superhero comics is accurate it's true and usually that would bore me and it's, that's the stuff i often complain about and beyond and be, yeah and beyond the uh, figure drawing accuracy like the perspective is right and works and i and i do think that steve root is very critical of that isn't it almost like that toth uh uh what is that comic yeah what it taps taps yeah very much so. the taps guy except it's like michael jackson I was looking at like the motion, you know, like how he inks that motion in the middle. Uses Higgins, uh, it looks like. Cool. Yeah, it is pretty thin <laughs> inch. <laughs> but I mean, like this is, look at the chaos here. N almost none of that is drawn here. Yeah. Yeah, he goes pretty hard on this story. There's a lot of action on these pages. Do you have it? Do you have the comic? Yeah, yeah, I have it. That, that would be a good episode. Yeah, we could dig that one out. And then here's just some... Uh, some background, some some Steve Rudisms. See, know? he's calling me a liar, man. He got sleeves on in that, he does in have that sleeves. image. That's the only time I ever saw him with a sleeve. Very official. And here's some kayfabe, and they even call it out. He recreates this page so that they can put it on the cover. This is what the cover image is, but it's a recreation, so it's like in progress. And there you see him painting. And this is amazing to me, like holding the brush way back and painting like a classical approach to painting. Uh, like my jaw drops, because like this is just like what he does on the side type shit. Like I've never seen this anywhere. What Wild, an amazing right? guy. Yeah, he's just he's he's just an intense maker. Like his sketchbooks are legendary. Yeah, you can see a glimpse there. He doesn't stop. He just does it constantly. He's he's built up the support system that is okay with that sort of thing. And uh it's exquisite. Uh, like I'm so glad that that he's out there doing his thing, man. And and I bet you that there's a, so much stuff that we he's never like put out into the universe that he has in incomplete yeah i bet that's true love seeing a studio setup oh yeah how's the painting set up in the same like that's a big space he's got three different drawing stations that are visible there yeah respect yeah so a heck of a book yeah i mean it is loaded with uh with cool stuff if you're even a little bit of a fan of rude this book's amazing and uh 50 bucks not a bad price for what this is absolutely and if you're a fan of superhero comics, especially if you're a maker or something, I feel like there's some there's some a lot of information in this book that's valuable. Totally, man. Uh, you good to go? Yep. Okay, favors like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, tell the people what's out there, man. Street Angel, Princess of Poverty. This is my next book. It is available now for pre-order. It collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not featured in Deadliest Girl Alive. You can also pick up my recent books, The Plain Janes, Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, and Hulk Grand Design, Giant Oversized Fluorescent Green. Can't miss that one while supplies last. And I've started serializing my latest comics on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jim Rugg is where you can read those. 
uh, Red Room, Crypto Killer is coming out May. Support that comic. Go to your local comic shop. They can put it in your orders and pre-orders. It'll be coming out on a monthly basis. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. There's that sketch cover for issue one. Uh, Peach's variant. Jimmy did a variant. And uh, I put a variant together for that first issue. Uh, there is going to be a Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus at the end of the year. Uh, support that comic. Put in your pre-orders now uh, online or at your local comic shop. Uh, 504 pages, going to have 140 pages of extra stuff that is not in those first four volumes. Uh, there are two Red Room trade paperbacks out there. There are four Hip Hop Family Tree books, three X-Men Grand Designs, and WYSIWYG uh, is out there. And uh, hit up our Patreon uh, in the description below. Become a King Kayfaber. You're watching us record this video right now when we get off this recording, but I got to show everybody the exact cover of that book so they know what to order. Uh, and you can get the videos uh, before anybody else. What else do we have out in the wild, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, hats, mugs, all sorts of merchandise, stickers, fanny packs, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All great ways to support the channel. Give them the marching orders, Jimmy, and we'll be on our way. Make more comics.